Yarra Libraries acknowledges the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung as the traditional owners of the land this podcast was recorded on, pays tribute to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in Yarra and elsewhere, and gives respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Yarra Libraries podcast. I'm Connor, one of the librarians here at Yarra Libraries. Earlier this month, we celebrated Adult Learners Week, a week dedicated to promoting the benefits of learning as adults. Public libraries have always been invested in facilitating adult learning, and this year I spoke with one of our program support officers, Amy, about her ongoing craft and sewing workshops for grown-ups here at Yarra. As you'll hear, it's never too late to learn. Let's hear that chat now. I'm here with Amy. Amy is one of our librarians who works both at Pagumpa Nunyan North Fitzroy Library and over at Carlton Library. Uh, we're very excited to be talking to Amy because she does an extraordinary amount of work here at the library around adult learning. Um, so hi Amy, do you want to introduce yourself and a little about what you do? Sure. Hi, Connor. Um, my name is Amy. I am a staff member at Bagunga Nunya North Fitzroy Library. Um, my role is customer service and program support. So I do a little bit of helping the community and a little bit of running programs, which I absolutely love to do. Um, most of the programs that I run are focused on uh, the adult members of the community more so than kids. Um, so I will help out with things like writing resumes and helping with technology issues. But all the stuff that I really love doing is the art the crafty stuff, all of the textile stuff. Um, so I'm very, very lucky that I get to run a bunch of programs teaching people um, arts and craft skills like how to sew, how to do hand sewing, um, and all kinds of um, other things like how to convert uh, VHS tapes into digital files. So it's kind of a wide spectrum of creative and technological programs that help um, improve people's skills, teach them some brand new things that are really cool and also help them be a little bit more sustainable as well because once you can make your own clothing and you can fix your own clothing you spend a whole lot less on your wardrobe which is always a nice thing. That is incredibly a nice thing. I personally I don't really love the experience of shopping uh, but I also can't even sew a button so it kind of sounds like maybe I should come along to one of your programs and you can you can teach me a little more about how to um, avoid that shopping experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that I'm very lucky that um, I grew up with. My mum made sure to teach me how to sew a, a hem and how to, you know, um, reattach a button if one fell off and things like that. And it just helps to make your clothes last so much longer, especially with, you know, there's so much cheap, all the fast fashion clothing is is really like cheaply, poorly made. And so they do think, seem to fall apart a lot faster. So yeah, you should Come along sometime and uh, I can show you how to do it all. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. Tell me a little more about the sewing workshops. Um, so you've got Textile Lab. What does that look like? Yeah, so um, the Textile Lab program is it's kind of just a fancy name for a very simple sewing class. Um, so it's designed for absolute novices, people who've never touched a sewing machine before, who've never sewn in their life, but also for people who have uh, are maybe beginners at sewing, maybe they've used a sewing machine many years ago, but not for a long time, or maybe they've just started, but they want a little bit more support. And we do um, basic patterns, um, making things like um, you can learn to make a hat, you can learn to sew in a zip and make a zipper pouch. Um, at my upcoming session, the group will be 
learning how to make a t-shirt. Um, so they're all very simple patterns that are really beginner friendly to kind of help get your confidence around a sewing machine, to learn your way around a sewing machine as well, because they can look a bit scary when you're first approaching them because they've got all these different knobs and things and they make loud noises when you press the pedal. Um, so just generally feeling a little bit more confident around how to use a sewing machine so that you can then go off and do your own thing with a sewing machine. Or, you know, if you're trying to figure out if it's something you want to do, um, pick up as a hobby, it gives you at least an opportunity to do a couple of projects to start off to see how you feel about the whole sewing business. Um, and then we also have um, a second lot of classes, which are the Textile Lab DIY sessions. And those ones are kind of non-traditional sewing sessions. So you have access to the sewing machine, you get, you know, a pair of scissors and some pins um, and a measuring tape. And then we sort of leave you to your own devices. So there's someone there if you get stuck, but generally speaking, it's you're on your own, you're doing your own thing, um, you know, maybe finishing off something from a previous class or working on your own project, um, which is just kind of the next step along. Uh, if you feel like, you know, you've succeeded in those textile lab classes, but you still want a little bit more practice that's generally where we say come along to DIY um, and spend a couple of hours you know make some friends uh, chat to some people help each other out as well because um, definitely the students that have come along to my sessions they've all made friends with each other and they've also been really supportive in helping each other um, improve their skills and kind of teaching each other which is so cool. So that sounds really amazing it's a really good point about wanting to practice and try with a sewing machine before you decide to maybe go out and buy one. Cause I know that they're like really expensive. So the library has the sewing machines and you can, you could just go and use one. Yes, yeah, so we've got um, a stack of sewing machines. At the moment, they're all based at Carlton Library, but we're about to introduce some at the Fitzroy branch as well. Um, at this point in time, unfortunately, you can't just come in and use one. Um, you have to book in for a dedicated day to come in and use them. Um, so at the moment, it's weekly on a Thursday at Carlton Library, and then pretty soon it will be on a Monday at Fitzroy Library. You'll have about two to three hours where you can come and do your own projects, um, and you'll have some support if you need it from a staff member as well. That sounds awesome. I think I'm going to have to teach myself how to sew even just a little bit. Um, yeah, come along. Yeah. So I really liked what you said about like coming along and making friends and also getting to kind of soak up some of that knowledge that the other the other participants would have. It's really community-minded. And, I mean, we're both librarians. We know that community is kind of what the library is all about. What kind of, um, what kind of age groups are you getting along to these classes? Is there, like, an intergenerational sort of aspect? Yeah, I mean, that's the really brilliant thing about it. I have had... Um, you know, very young adults all through to kind of um, much older people. So very much intergenerational, lots of different backgrounds as well. Um, very multicultural group too, um, which is always lovely to see. Um, so yeah, it's, it's obviously it runs during the week. So, um, you know, high school students and things may not be able to come along, um, but adults of all ages come along and um, all help each other out. It's, it's really lovely. That sounds so lovely. My partner sews and he's definitely gone along to uh, some private classes to kind of pick up some of those more basic skills. And I know that he gets a lot out of 
being around more experienced sewers. Um, so I think I'm definitely going to have to get him to come along to one of yours because they're all free. Uh, there's no cost involved, which I think is just sensational. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about it because it's uh, a library program. You don't have to pay um, to learn these skills. A lot of those sewing classes are fantastic, but they can be very costly. Um, you know, learning to sew just in general can be a very pricey kind of thing buying buying the sewing machine which can cost you know several hundred even thousands of dollars um buying all of the notions that go with it buying the fabric even fabric can be really expensive if you're buying it um at full price so this is just a very cheap uh cheap and cheerful way to start learning those skills um and save yourself some money while you're first starting out as well Cheap and cheerful. I love that. I think you're going to have to to market exactly that way. That's alliterative. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to ask, you mentioned a little bit about how you'd been raised with a mum who taught you how to do those basic bits and pieces. Before you started doing adult learning workshops with the library, did you have much experience? Like what is your, um, where does your background of knowledge come from? So I have, I have a very uh, odd collection of influences <laughs> that led to me um, teaching sewing. So yes, like I said, my my mum um, is a very well, she would disagree with me, but I think she's a very talented sewer. Um, and she's mostly self-taught as well. Um, she used to make all of my ballet costumes when I was a kid, and she's a very crafty and creative woman. I would often win uh, prizes at like book week and things like that for my costumes um, just because she's uh, very creative and, and thinks outside of the box. And oh, bless mums. I know, right? They're so good. Um, and so she's, undervalued. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes um, learning on your own and being self-taught um, gives you kind of um, insight to get creative with something like a sewing machine as long as you know the basics you can kind of muck around with it and see what happens um so definitely watching her sew growing up and being encouraged to know at least the basics of you know how to darn my own socks and how to um sew a button and how to um fix a hem if it was falling down um it really stopped me from having any kind of fear around using a sewing machine, which I know can be um, a big thing for particularly adult learners. If you've never used a machine before, it looks a little bit daunting. Um, but then growing up as well, I, I mean, a lot of my family as well, they're all, they're all um, classic country women. So um, they all knew how to sew as well. And they were all fixing their own clothes and things like that. So it was just commonplace for me to um, be kind of, crafty and, and fix my clothing rather than to buy things brand new um, and then as a teenager I made friends with um, a girl in high school who wanted to make her own clothing as well and she's gone on to make costumes for burlesque dancers um, and um, making lingerie and things like that um, she's very very talented she did oh, fashion God, at you university you have to have such talent for that. That's, oh, that's absolutely. amazing. She's, she's so very talented. Um, and um, I learned a lot from her uh, just by spending time with her. Um, we, you know, spend afternoons um, while I was at uni um, just sitting and chatting while she sewed and I'd pick things up along the way. Um, and, yeah, then a few years ago I just started kind of getting interested in altering my own clothing. Um, I'm a plus size woman and 
you know, it can be tricky to find clothing that fits me correctly or even clothing that I like um, without spending the earth or buying um, from fast fashion. And I don't love buying from fast fashion myself um, just because, you know, it's, it's not great for the environment. So I started fixing things myself. I started altering things when I found them secondhand. Um, and eventually I reached a point where I thought, you know what, I could just learn to make the clothing from scratch. Um, and so I started doing that. And my wardrobe is slowly but surely being turned into homemade pieces, which is always really exciting. I can come into work and if someone comments on an outfit, I can be like, thanks, I made it myself, which is always very joyful and lovely. Oh, that Um, is the best (laughs) feeling ever. That is just the most incredible. Because not only do you look amazing, but then you get the kind of like the smugness of, thank (laughs) you, I'm so sustainable. I actually made this myself. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so lovely when like I've been stopped on the street recently and had complete strangers compliment um things that I've made myself it's it's such a big boost to your ego to be like thank you I made this myself um and it's always fun because I am a very crafty shopper as well as crafty maker um I will buy um like secondhand bed sheets and quilt covers and things like that and turn that into clothing and so it's always a fun little element where someone says, oh, I like your skirt. And I can say, thank you. It's made out of a doona cover um, because you just don't expect to see that very often. Um, so it just, yeah, it just makes my um, my wardrobe very unique. And it's it's something fun to do on my days off as well, which is lovely. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that having a hobby that is creative um, and includes some kind of element of making that it not only is enriching for yourself, but also that it's like better for the environment. And I love that community aspect as well, that you can, you can really build a community around that of other people who, who share that kind of passion. I wanted to ask you, you brought up a really good point, I thought, around the fact that we don't really talk about, I think, enough, that learning new things as an adult can actually be really hard I think when you're a kid there's you don't have that kind of self-consciousness for me at least I'm very much a perfectionist and I when I'm trying to learn something new I find it really difficult to let go of that perfectionism and be okay with being a beginner and learning something new and like I'm not going to be amazing at it uh, to begin with and I find that it's quite it's quite difficult to let go of that idea of well if I'm not amazing at this from the get-go then I don't want to do it does that resonate with you at all oh so much so very much and there are you know hobbies I've attempted to pick up where if I haven't gotten it right on the first go I've said to myself no I'm not going to bother I hate this because I can't do it right now which is such a negative mindset but I think you can't really help yourself sometimes especially when you have those perfectionist attributes which I have a bit of as well where um, if you're not good at it the first try you can't be bothered giving it a second try and getting past that mindset is really really tricky Um, so I certainly find doing it in a group setting where everyone is trying um, it's everyone's first go and you've got everyone there to encourage each other it just helps break that mindset down a little bit yeah Um, it totally takes the shame out of it right if everyone's in a room together I I, at least for me I think that that would make it a lot easier for me because 
I mean, if everyone's going to suck, it's okay if I suck. Absolutely. And I think celebrating the little wins as well. Um, Like I, I would be just as enthusiastic about an adult doing something right or not even doing something right, an adult finishing that thing, that challenge that they set their mind to, just as excited for that as, you know, when a kid does it. So I, I always bring, or I try to bring anyway, that same enthusiasm um, into any of the programs that I run because it's just nice to know that you're doing a good job and, and to celebrate even if you're still at that beginner level. I think it's well worth saying, hey, you gave it a go, you know, and look what you brought out of it. Like maybe it's not perfect, but it's still awesome that you did it. Yeah, absolutely. And having that positive encouragement I think is really important I think when grown-ups try to learn new things there can also be this kind of mindset around if it's something that's conventionally considered quite normal and quite basic I've definitely encountered like oh my god you didn't already know how to do that like are you even a grown-up and it's it's always really frustrating because I'm like well yes I am but also we all learn different ways and we all learn at different points in our life and I just, I love that the library and I love that your sessions are kind of providing that space to be like, I will meet you where you're at and where you're at is okay. And we can all learn together. And it sounds very like Kumbaya, but it's actually (laughs) just really lovely. Yeah. It's, I, I think you, I have to remind myself sometimes that there are people out there that you know, you don't think about the fact that people don't have the same upbringing as you. And there are people out there that have never used a needle and thread before. Um, And I've had people come into my workshops. I had um, two lovely gentlemen come into one of my visible mending workshops, which is all hand sewing. And um, neither of them had ever used a needle and thread before. They didn't even know how to thread a needle um, with thread before. And I had to teach them those very basic skills that I'd learned as a child. And I think yeah, you've got to really approach it with, I will meet you at where you are rather than, well, why don't you know how to do that thing? Because I think, um, you know, everyone comes to our programs from different walks of life and with different backgrounds and different knowledge. So it's much better and more encouraging if you've got someone who can just go, okay, this is where you're up to. Cool. Okay. This is the next step rather than, yeah, that really disheartening. Why don't you know that yet? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you as well, and this is a really good segue, because you've been doing Textile Lab for a little while now, um, I know personally, because I've had some of your participants come and tell us how much they they love the classes, but why do you like doing it, I guess would be one question. And can you tell me a little about some of the people that you've met um, and just some like really kind of nice things that you've helped them learn? Yeah, absolutely. So I like doing Textiles Lab because I'm passionate about sewing and I just love sharing my passions with other people. Um, It's very much my approach for 95% of the programs that I do. It's, It's passing on my knowledge to other people. Like that's part of the reason I became a librarian I think that's part of the reason all of us that are librarians are librarians um, because we all love knowledge and we all love you know that's part of what it is to be a librarian is like sharing resources and giving everyone access to resources and information so I get super passionate about and you can hear it because I'm rambling (laughs) but I get super passionate about sharing the skills that I have that other people can learn because 
I know that it helps to um, develop the whole community and that I know that you know, even watching them help each other, that they're going to go out and be able to pass that knowledge on too. And I think sometimes that's the best way to share knowledge is, you know, not necessarily have it written down, not necessarily have, you know, it in a very traditional learning manner like you would in a school, but to teach someone by, you know, showing them how to do it, doing it with them, having them do it themselves, um, the same way that the skill was passed on to me. Um so that's that's why I love teaching textiles lab specifically. Um, as far as an anecdote of like a lovely little thing that happened in the class, um, we had a I've forgotten his name now, unfortunately. We had a young man come into one of the textile lab classes, um, signed himself up because he'd never used a sewing machine before, and he and he didn't even know you know any of the basics of sewing, um, but he just wanted to see what it was all about, basically. And um, he was able to, I think it took him two sessions, but he was able to make uh, a tote bag, which is a very beginner, it's what I like to set a lot of the beginners on um, because it's all just sewing straight lines. Um, And he was able to make this tote bag and sure maybe the seams were a little wonky and things like that but it it held stuff at the end it was a you know full bag at the end of it and he was able to help some of the others that were one or two steps behind him at other sessions um at that second session um he actually he moved out of the area so he wasn't able to come to a bunch of other sessions but he contacted me recently um because yeah so his his mother was visiting um him um in Melbourne um his mother's from overseas and um he wanted to know if there was another sewing session that the pair of them could come to so he could show her where he learned his new sewing skills which was just so sweet and lovely that he wanted to you know bring his mum along because he knew that she'd feel welcome there too and she could kind of meet the whole gang and and um and have a had chat with all of us and everything it was just really sweet oh that's magical I really love that that's that's just absolutely wonderful I wanted to ask about because you said you've got like quite a diverse group of people who come along um and I imagine that comes with a, a diverse set of how skilled they are what kind of reasons do people have for coming along like why are they there to learn Oh, that is such a good question. I think um, a lot of it is that they have always wanted to learn to sew. Often they'll come because, you know, they've always wanted the opportunity but never had it. And because, you know, it involved buying stuff or or actually there's a few of um, my regulars who they live in, you know, um, very small houses maybe they live in you know kind of one bedroom apartments and things and they don't have the room to store a sewing machine so Mm. they've never been able to learn which you know is a very realistic situation for a lot of people um you know living in a studio apartment there's there's sometimes barely any room to stand let alone park a a big sewing machine I feel Um, that yep oh yeah (laughs) so um they're coming along because it's giving them access um and, and yeah, because they've never learnt before and, and here's a free opportunity to learn. Um, a lot of people also come along for the socialising aspects. There are quite a few of my regulars who they have made everything that we offer to make. 
um, and they're still coming back for the next sessions because it's an opportunity for them to see the friends that they've made and to help each other out um, and to, you know, have a chat as well. The conversations that happen in the class are about kind of all sorts of things, everything you could possibly imagine. Um, and in a lot of sessions, there's often more talking than there is sewing too, because um, everyone just gets along with each other, which is so beautiful to see. Um, and sometimes they come in because they know that there's a particular thing that we offer to teach them, like, you know, how to sew a zipper, how to sew on a button. Um, we had someone who came in specifically because she wanted to learn to make the hat and they've come in for that one skill. Um, but then when they come back for extra things, you know, you've got them hooked and that they want to learn a bit more. So, yeah, there's a wide range of reasons, but um, they're all welcome regardless. So it sounds like the library offers the sewing machines um, in, a, in a supervised way. And I know, I know personally that you um, collect some of the materials for people to work with. Once they've learned their skills from you and, and you've lit that fire inside of them, are there any other resources that you would recommend for someone who maybe can't make it along to one of your sessions or they've maybe outgrown it a little bit and they want to, they want to keep learning? Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, I would be pointing them to the art section of the library. We've got so many sewing books and crafts books and they all come with patterns and these patterns are free. Like a lot of the patterns you've got to buy um, for sewing, you know, if you're going into Lincraft, if you're going into Spotlight, they're beautiful patterns, but you've got to pay for them. And they're often $20, $30 for yeah, it'll maybe be three or four patterns. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you come into the library and you borrow a sewing book, there could be 25 patterns in there and maybe you're not going to use all of them, but they're all free. You haven't paid a single cent for any of them. Um, and there, I mean, there's a bunch of books in the collection that I've been using myself. I've been borrowing them. If you can't find it on the shelf, I might have it at home. You never know. Um, so yeah, it, it's a fantastic resource. Um, and the other one that I, oh, I could go on about for ages is Creative Bug. Um, so Creative Bug is a online resource that is free to use if you have a library card. Um, it's all online. Um, so you don't even have to come into the library to use it. You just log on with your library card and your PIN the same way um, you would if you're using, you know, Canopy or um, uh, borrow box or any of those and it is a huge collection of arts and crafts tutorials um, so they're all video based um, so it's almost like uh, watching someone over zoom or things like that they go quite in detail um, they'll often come with um, patterns with them as well or they will you know at least give you the measurements so you can draft the patterns yourself um, and it's a wide range from, you know, complete beginner through to um, expert level um, and even things like I've recently been using it to learn about pattern drafting because that's kind of the next step along for me is to draft my own patterns um, for clothing. So you can learn all sorts of skills on there and even really, really basic ones like, um, you know, how to finish edges on your seams, um, how to sew a button, really, really basic beginner stuff all the way through to the really advanced stuff. So it's a fantastic website. I highly recommend it. I'm so glad you brought it up because if you didn't, I was going to because <laughs> <laughs> Creative Bug um, actually taught me how to do a different knitting stitch. It taught me how to knit pearl, which is actually 
it's quite a basic stitch but if you don't have that visual in front of you it's actually quite complicated to explain how to do it and and watching two or three of the videos on creative bug I finally figured out how to get the wool to do what I wanted to do and I was much less frustrated than I had been previously and it was really nice to have that sense of accomplishment and not have to pay someone to teach me how to do it or my other option would have been to beg one of my friends and maybe bake them something in return but (laughs) it was really nice to be able to to turn to something that was free and was actually like quite in-depth and no one had to know that I watched the video maybe like three or four times it was like it was between me and creative bug Absolutely. Yeah. And I think especially when you're learning those kind of arts and crafts and things, the written instructions aren't always like that. You can't, like you said, you can't visualize them. Um, And on patterns, it can be quite tricky as well when it explains something. If you don't have that technical knowledge or even if it's, you know, seeing it written down doesn't necessarily translate. So those videos are so handy. And there's particular um, uh, instructors on there, like Cowpatch is my favourite. She does a whole lot of sewing basics that are fantastic. I actually use one of her um, patterns for the market tote bag. That is the first one that I teach for the brand new beginners because it's um, so simple um, and easy to make, but it's also, it's it's so beautifully finished and even a, like a real beginner can make it look really beautiful and finished and almost professional. So yeah, it's, it's a great website. It's such a good resource. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you definitely have some experience learning kind of new skills or a new hobby as an adult. Um, I'm really interested to know what other kind of skills that you've actively sought out as a grown-up that you didn't necessarily grow up learning because I feel like as adults, you know, it's the cliche, but like we learn every day, but there are definitely things where you can make a concerted effort to be like, I'm going to actually teach myself this skill. Um, I'm trying to teach myself how to draw, which I always felt very self-conscious about because, you know, there was no immediate talent. I find it quite tricky. I'm not the most visual person, but I also like, I play D and D and I'd really like to be able to draw art of, you know, of my character. Is there something like that in your life where you've thought I don't have this skill but actually it would be really cool to know how to do that yeah there's I mean I'm I'm one of those people that I'm just curious about so many things and I love learning stuff um so there are a heap of things that I have sat down and thought I really want to learn to do that and I've taught myself over the years probably the biggest one the one that most people are impressed by um I taught well I I effectively taught myself but I learned to play the ukulele um yeah so I was working a a, you know very stressful job in a call center and I had very little to get me through the day and I had a friend who dragged me along to um a music shop and uh, because ukuleles are like 20 30 dollars the really cheap ones and so we each bought a ukulele and she taught me to play hallelujah by Leonard Cohen and I was totally hooked and kept learning and for a while there I was playing at like open mic nights and things like that and writing oh my God. and posting them online I'm not going to say I'm like a really good talented uh ukulele player but you know I do okay 
Um, and I didn't start learning that until I was in my 20s. And I'd never really, I mean, other than, you know, how we all learn the recorder at school, or a lot of us did, um, I'd never really learned a musical instrument before. So that one was, uh, it was a good challenge, but it was good fun. That sounds amazing. I actually did not know that about you. That's so cool. Oh, well, you know, I, I don't tend to bring my ukulele into work and like <laughs> serenade people. So it just hasn't come into conversation. But I used to like obsessively play it. It was like every day I would be getting out of bed just to go home and, and learn another song on the ukulele. Okay, one, I think you should bring it into work and serenade people. <laughs> I think that would be a cool new duty for a librarian. And also, can you teach me how to play ukulele? Oh, absolutely. Anyone can learn to play the ukulele. It is a really easy, awesome thing to learn. So definitely, maybe I'll start bringing my uke in. Imagine in the rooftop garden, like a chorus of ukuleles. Um, Thank you so much for having a chat with me, Amy. I'm sure that you do actually have to go back and, and run another session, but this has been really wonderful. Is there anything before we go uh, that you'd like to kind of let our listeners know um, about what libraries can do for learning? I mean, really, libraries can do so much for learning because we're all about learning here. Libraries are about finding information and if you can't find it, we'll help you find it, even if you don't know what it is you're looking for. Um, We have in all seriousness, so many resources um, and it's not just books. Um, it's, you know, programs where you can learn things. There's all of our digital resources, ebooks, e-magazines, streaming services, you know, family history stuff. We offer so much and I think, you know, when you're signing up for a library card, often there's not enough time to walk you through absolutely everything um, that you can possibly do through the library. But there are so many cool things that you can do through your local library. So uh, if you're ever curious, please come in and have a chat and we can tell you about all the amazing things because we like to help people uh, learn. We like to encourage not just a love of books and a love of reading, but also a love of learning. So we're here to help you learn. That is so perfectly put. I couldn't put it better myself. (laughs) Thanks, Connor. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Amy. That was my chat with Amy about how it's never too late to pick up a needle and thread and learn. Yarra Libraries runs a huge host of learning events, ranging from digital help sessions, retro conversion lab, family history exploration, and so much more. If you're interested in accessing any of the resources mentioned in this chat, visit our website or pop into any branch and have a chat with one of our librarians. Happy learning!